Hi, I'm Corey of Conversations with Corey, who is ready for raw and honest conversations about life, faith, struggles, and things that bring you joy, things that make you furious. What have you overcome? Where does resilience come from? Join me as I have insightful, honest, and raw conversations with a variety of everyday people walking out their faith in truth and love. I can't wait. See you soon. This is Corey of Conversations with Corey, and today I have a really special friend from um, California where I used to live, and she is, well, she's kind of more than a friend, but I'll let her tell you that. (laughs) Her name is Stephanie, and she is a registered nurse who supports postpartum moms through her online program called The Peace Method. The Peace Method, um, is that something that you actually, um, did, did you actually create that? I did. So I took my nursing background and then went through nutritional therapy practitioner school uh, to kind of up my training. And then as I started working with postpartum moms and supporting them, um, and after some of my own journey, I realized that we really needed to have this approach that would take into consideration not just a mom's physical needs and what's going on in her body, but also looking at what's going on in her emotional wellness and then also nurturing her connection with God and what's going on in her spirit. So I put together the Peace Method program specifically um, to do that. And each letter of the word peace stands for a category that we walk through. So P is practical needs and support system. E is emotional wellness. A is abundance in God's presence. C is confidence and E is expectations. So wow. yeah, it's, it's been really fun and it's all done virtually because I'm a mom with littles and I work from home and I know that, you know, that's just kind of, we're fortunate to have that available to us now. Right. Um, and you are the wife to Chris who founded an evangel an evangelical, oh, I cannot talk right now. Evangelist. I can't even say it. <laughs> Evangelistic. Evangelistic. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Ministry called Compassion to Action. And you're the mom of two beautiful daughters, Brielle, who is eight years old, and Jubilee, who is two years old. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So, and I know you, I'll let you, I'll let you say how I know you, but this is a treat for me because you are more than just a friend. We were friends before. Yes. um, Before um, the other things happened, but since it's, it's not mine to tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you can tell how we're friends. <laughs> yes. Um, so we were friends and I kind of just got to know you, I think, as part of church and the midwifery yep. community where we used to live. Yep. And then when I decided it was time, we decided to grow our family and I was figuring out how I wanted to give birth. I, You were my top choice to be my midwife. Yes. So. And then if I remember right and... I hope it's okay to say this. If uh-huh. I remember right, you had a dream or someone had a dream about the date you were going to have the baby. Is that right in my memory? Yes, that is right. So wow, I want to say it was a month or two before yep. we conceived her. 
Yep. Um, and this is our oldest. Yep. I had a dream that I went to the doctor and he told me I was pregnant and then he yeah. showed me a, I saw a picture of a calendar. Yep. Like the old school paper calendar. Yep. You know, and it said <laughs> it was the month of March. Uh-huh. And the eighteenth was on a Wednesday, circled in red. And wow. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's wild, you know. And so <laughs> I've been tracking my cycle. So when I woke up, I was like, oh, that doesn't really make sense because I'd be due on March 26th if I got pregnant this cycle. And sure enough, I did get pregnant. (laughs) And so the whole time, I don't know, my husband believed that dream and he was like, that's it. Our baby's going to be born that day. But my, (laughs) my nurse brain was like, no, first time moms don't give birth early. They go a week <laughs> late. <laughs> yes. So I kind of talked myself out of it. And then I think a few days before I was like, well, maybe I should get that birth pool because I did have this dream. <laughs> you actually, I think you called me and you were like, yeah. I need to get the birth pool because I had this dream and Chris was just so sure. And I was like, okay. But you know, what's funny is that I've never forgotten that dream. Mm-hmm. I remember the picture in my mind even of the calendar as you told me it again just now. Yes. I was like, I remember that, but it was a very beautiful first birth. Oh, it was. Beautiful, peaceful, like Holy Spirit filled birth. Yeah, and it was relatively fast. Like, yes, it I was. Think- 12 hours from start to finish as a first time mom, I was really shocked. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, you know what's funny is that it is our midwife brain or our trained, medically trained brain mm-hmm. that seems to counteract or kind of come against sometimes what Holy Spirit tells us, but that's just how we get humble. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> We're totally like, you know, <laughs> the truth yeah. is that no one know, really knows anything can happen, but God does. He's the one that actually does know. And I think that is the coolest story ever because I don't think anyone else has ever told me. Well, actually, I told I told one person um, at church one day she was miserably pregnant, you know, and just like, gosh, get the baby out. And she asked me to pray for her. And, you know, you want to tell them like something really like encouraging, like you're going to have it like tomorrow. (laughs) And Holy Spirit's like five more days. And I was like, oh, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think I laid hands on her and I was like, the Holy Spirit said like five more days. And she's just like, okay. But she texted me and said, guess what? I had the baby exactly five days later. <gasps> wow. And I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. Because, I mean, she would have been really mad at me if it had been like 10 more days or something. Right, right. <laughs> I think you... she was like already due or something, you know. And I was just like, I don't know, five more days. Yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, the Holy Spirit and and that God is the one that knows, because I think I really wrestled with that after I had my first baby, like letting go of the nurse brain and tapping into what the Holy Spirit was saying and that God given mother's intuition, you know, because I remember you telling me like, what does your gut say, you know, and kind of referring to that. And it was like, I it took me a while to actually like learn that language. Right. And now I'm like, yeah, the Holy spirit is not wrong. (laughs) No. Um, And yeah. And motherhood is something that we learn. We don't just, I mean, yes, we become a mother. We, Mm -hmm. we, We have, we get pregnant, we conceive a baby, we are a mother. And then the nine months is that process of kind of like coming to terms in our own spirit and our body 
and even our husband gives them time to kind of catch up to us mm-hmm. that we are having this baby that we are now parents that, I'm, that you're a mother and then when you have the baby it's like oh no I've studied all these things about pregnancy and birth and I know nothing about the baby yes <laughs> that's how I yes. feel like wait a minute I've studied all the wrong things apparently because now the baby's born and I remember thinking like now what oh no mm-hmm. you know like I didn't realize like like we go through a checklist and we'd say like okay like with our first baby we were like we were real young though we were 19 but we were like okay we fed the baby we burped the baby we changed the baby and they're still crying and then we'd be like wait yes. they can poop again yes <laughs> and I don't kind of know <laughs> yep and I'll never forget what you told me with Brielle I think she was probably only a week or two old and you said you know what Stephanie sometimes you've done everything you've done all the things you've done all the things twice and sometimes they just need to cry and they just need you to hold them while they cry Uh and I that has stuck with me because it's kind of like especially I think with my background you just feel like well I have to fix it you know if they're crying then there's something wrong and it's like well sometimes they just need to be held while they're (laughs) while they're working whatever it is out yeah I mean sometimes we're not gonna know and and you know and it's just a matter of growing and learning I think definitely gets easier with your second and third and that you learn wisdom in the process of okay you know I remember this before I've done this before I got through it now how am I going to do things differently this next time and Mm -hmm. how what would I know about myself this next time because the first time is first for everything it is everything's Mm -hmm. first so tell me about that your um I wanted you to share your story because your story is why you launched your program the peace method it really is. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. And it's just not something I ever saw coming. But right. um, yeah, really, you know, I think when we met, I was working at the hospital as a nurse. Yep. yep. And I was traveling a lot with my husband, you know, training up people in evangelism and, you know, visiting churches. And yeah. I really kind of had this ideal situation going on. And I don't know, I think there was a part of me that I, I knew I wanted to have kids. I knew I was meant to be a mom, but I think I was just loving how life was. I wasn't real eager to change it. Yeah. And I think I had some fears actually about, you know, what if I let go of how my life is now and what if I regret it or what if I don't enjoy being a mom I think these are fears that are more common than we realize but they're kind of taboo you know right people don't really talk about it um but I think um it was kind of like a journey with God really and I remember kind of processing that for a while because I didn't want to miss what he had for me you know and I knew he had something good for our family and so um I remember what really changed things for me was we had just gotten done watching a, bio, a biography type movie, or I guess a documentary is what you yeah. call it, yeah. about Heidi Baker and, yeah. and her ministry and her life. And um, I remember praying after that because I had really became a nurse to do mission work originally. Right. And I, you know, my husband and I had traveled to Africa several times and 
I still had really wanted to do more work there. And I felt like God said, you know, I just remember praying after I watched that movie and just thinking like, God, if you call us to Africa, you know, we'll sell everything, our house, our cars, you know, we'll surrender everything and move there. And I felt like he said, I love that. I love your heart for that. But that's not what I'm asking you to do right now. (laughs) It was like, wait, what? He was so loving. (laughs) It was just the most loving. The way that I hear God's voice is really by hearing. Like, it's almost like I hear his words. Right. And uh, in my head, not audibly. Right. Right. Um, But I felt like he said, would you like to know uh, what I do want to ask you? Or like, would you like to know what what is on my heart for you? And I said, sure. And he said, I would love to know if you'd be willing to become a mom. And I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, like he would, like, it was almost like he, as as high as the calling is to be, um, go to the mission field and sell everything. He equates the calling of motherhood. It's equally as important in his eyes and I just thought wow this is you know this 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 is actually what he's asking me to do and I felt like there was really a choice in that and so um so yes we decided to you know it was a a surrender type journey for me and trusting him and we were blessed um to conceive Brielle fairly quickly yeah. and I had that dream about her, her due date or her birthday actually. Yeah. And, um, I think what took me by surprise was, you know, sometimes we think surrender, I don't know. Sometimes I, I think we have an expectation of what things might be like right. and life just has more twists and turns, you know? So I think I expected to surrender and to step into this next season of my life. And I, people had kind of said like, well, your baby will just go along with you. You won't have to give up traveling, you know, just take the baby (laughs) with you and da, 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 da. And I remember just kind of, you don't know. It's like you said, the first time is the first time for everything. So I was like, okay, who knows, you know? And Chris had a whole year's worth of travel scheduled. I mean, I think he planned to be home for a month or two, but right. past that, he had a whole year of travel booked right. out. Right. And so I just was completely shocked when I think becoming a mom, it really um, probably brought to the surface a lot of the fears and things that I was putting my confidence in that were actually not... Right. Um, of eternal value they weren't actually founded in god and so it really kind of just i think it shook things up in a in a really (laughs) it was hard yeah i I remember it being i remember it being a just a struggle for a while Mm, it was a really really just i mean i think that nobody prepares for that because you can't know (laughs) you can't know because it affects everybody differently Mm -hmm. it does and you know, I struggled like the, I struggled that same way after a few of my babies, and I know that it passes, mm-hmm. and I know that it teaches us something. Mm-hmm. It's really hard getting through it and staying encouraged. Yes, and I think <laughs> I think what I understand now is, it's like you give birth in the in the physical to right. your baby, 
But then like during that postpartum season, I feel like there's another birth that's happening in the heart of the mom because you really are like kind of giving birth to this new identity as, as a mother. And all of a sudden you're responsible for this little person and it changes your relationship with your spouse and you have to be dependent on the Holy Spirit, like you were saying earlier, because he's... He's the one that knows your baby, right? Yeah. You know, what's funny about that story is one of the, one of the women that I served in when I was living in that particular city that we were both in, Mm -hmm. one of the women that I served, she was really young. She's so sweet, just very innocent and young. And she brought her baby to a two day postpartum and she walked in and she (laughs) said, I kept him alive two whole days. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just I wasn't laughing on the outside but I was cracking up on the inside because that's a huge accomplishment <laughs> and that is how it feels <laughs> it's like, oh, I kept him alive two whole days <laughs> mm-hmm. because you know suddenly this thing this this human this little person that you've grown inside of you is outside your body and suddenly you're and you're tired and mm-hmm. you're nursing all the time and your nipples are sore mm-hmm. <laughs> things that happen when you're nursing and you're healing and recovering and, and your hormones are changing it's just a lot at one time and mm-hmm. and I feel like you know praise God we have loving husbands because mm-hmm. I know like you know and praise God for the, the single moms that have someone to help them because it's hard it's yes. hard we need someone that can to let us sleep that can hold the baby that we need to have a expectation that is based in reality. Yes. (laughs) I think our expectations are like beautiful visions of perfection Mm -hmm. and it's not, it's beautiful and it's sacred, but it's not perfect. (laughs) No, it's messy and it's it's hard. Yeah. But it really is like, you kind of just learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, birth is really kind of a, great picture for it is that birth is like the end the beginning of motherhood it's kind of like the entry yeah but you know it's like it's beautiful it's messy it's hard it's the best thing ever yeah and it's the hardest thing ever all wrapped up into one and I think that postpartum that postpartum season is really an extension of that and I think I just I really thought that I would have so much of it figured out because I had a background right. in, in pediatric nursing, but right. it was like, oh no, this is so much more, <laughs> you know? Right, because it's personal. It's not on the page. It's mm-hmm. in our, it's, a, it's the page is written on our heart. Yes. And we can read a page in a textbook and yes. that's going to look different. But I think we always called postpartum the fourth trimester. Trimester, yes. Mm-hmm. Even though it's mm-hmm. not tri, because that's three, but like the fourth, you know, part of of the birthing process and a lot of cultures take a lot of time with that last piece yes and ours doesn't no and so it just feels like you're supposed to be up and taking your walks and you know living life again and just you know just normal very quickly after birth because I mean people are going shopping at five days postpartum you know I even though you know me I'm like one week in bed, the next week around the bed, the next week, you know, I've, I'm always yes. like, this is take your time because breast infections and all the different things that women, that what they, when they suffer in that way, it's usually because they're tired. 
they're yes. not rested they're not you know they're doing too much they don't realize mm-hmm. the work their body is doing even if they're just sitting that's very true that's mm-hmm. very true and even things like I don't know at what point I learned this it had to have been years later in my yeah. studying but things like how um because the relaxant hormone you know yeah. the, the ligaments that hold the uterus and the pelvic floor you know yeah. Um, all the organs and everything connected to the pelvic floor, that those things are still really loose yep. for the first few weeks and even yep. months postpartum. Right. And so right. there's really wisdom to not being up and around too much in that first week or two because you don't want things heading south. Right. You don't want them to are... get lower. I always say like, you know, it takes it takes time for those, those ligaments to, to slowly um, shrink back up and yes. then you're just pulling back up. And so... It, that's the six week period. Mm-hmm. And, and so, or we have it also, we have this, you know, internal wound from the, where the placenta was that mm-hmm. is shrinking and slowly healing. So, um, it's a lot of process. It's emotional, it's spiritual, it's physical, yes. all happening at one time. And each part has to be honored. Yes. Each part. And mm-hmm. it's not just about the physical. It's not just about the emotional. It's also about the spiritual the heart what God is doing in that process yeah and I think he has a real um this is part of what I put into my program but I think he has a real unique design for postpartum I think postpartum is meant to be a time of what John 15 talks about abiding in the vine abiding in his love and that that's where our fruitfulness comes from because we're bearing fruit that remains, you Mm -hmm. know? And so that season that there's meant to be something really special that we get with the Lord, even while we're not sleeping much and it's different. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like the Instagram quiet time with the coffee (laughs) and the Bible and all the things. It looks like abiding in him while you're, you know, breastfeeding or rocking the baby or whatever. Um, I was about to say, it looks like piles of laundry. Yeah, and changing Why diapers, resting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and I think we can miss that. I think yeah. we can easily miss what he has for us when we don't have, like you said, expectations grounded in reality, which is right. why I dedicated an entire category to expectations. <laughs> but also, I think when yeah. we just are too okay. busy and we kind of rush ahead, you know? Right. And in my case, the thing that I really wasn't expecting was that my oldest had some challenges with her um, developmental milestones. Yeah. So really like the first year and a half, two years of her right. life, if yeah, even a little bit extending past two years were very challenging. Yeah. So that was, I think for some moms, you know, uh, postpartum can look a little bit different when we sometimes get thrown a curveball, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like in my case, my case, I got thrown several, you know, some, yeah. some, definitely some hormonal yeah. um, component of postpartum depression and anxiety. Yeah. Definitely some spiritual things that needed to be worked through some yeah. fear and things I needed to let go perfection yeah. and yeah. performance that I need to yeah. let go of, but also just some, some challenges just kind of in the natural but mm-hmm. I think walking through that it's kind of like I'm sure you can relate but 
you wouldn't wish your hardest season on your worst enemy. No, you, you wouldn't. Know? You wouldn't. But the, mm-hmm. I don't know, the work that God does in your heart and the transformation that he does with us yeah. as people, it's like you also wouldn't trade it because no. you wouldn't be who you are now right. had you not walked through it, right? So yeah. I think, um, so I think for me it was, a year or two like you said it took me a while of really navigating that journey um but I had he he showed me a really beautiful picture um that was encouraging to me at at one of the hardest times that I thought would be fun to share yeah um so I was um praying and just imagining the garden of my heart and I was kind of, you know, I'd been through such a rough season. And I think at this point I was kind of starting the recovery process. Yeah. And speaking of which, when I stopped nursing, so Brielle was 14 months. Yeah. And my goal had been to nurse for a year. And then with her teeth coming in and her tongue tie, it was just kind of like, okay, we met our goal. You know, it's time to be done with this. And actually, like within about a month, I had been working with a nutritional therapy practitioner and then I stopped nursing right. and within a month, my mental health dramatically shifted and I realized, <clears throat> excuse me, oh, I feel like myself again, you know, and it was like, oh, I haven't felt like myself in a long time. So it really did help me to see that there truly is kind of a hormonal component to some of those things. I think yeah. sometimes we... If we're not feeling like ourselves after we give birth, we might think that there's something wrong with us or I'm just not a good mom or I'm just not cut out for this. But sometimes there just really is mm-hmm. uh, hormones playing a role. But in any case, I started to recover after that. And so I'm asking the Lord, you know, Jesus, would you go to the garden of my heart with me and let's talk about what's there and... Um, I remember seeing these different flower beds and he, Jesus took me to my motherhood, um, garden bed. And I was kind of like, Oh no, what is he going to see there? You know, cause this has been a rough journey and it was just, there was soil and just the tiniest little bit like shoots of grass. There was really not much there. Yeah. And I remember kind of feeling like, Oh no, it's like barren, you know? And but I, I heard Jesus say, there's work to be done here. But it wasn't like in a shaming way. It right. was like he saw the right. potential there, you know. And um, that was just so encouraging to me because I realized, oh, like this is a place where there can be lots of growth and good things can come in this place, right. you know. And he's with me in it. And I think that that really... Um, just made all the difference, you know, like knowing that he's the one that stewards the growth in our heart and we get to partner with him. Right. So you were in, then you were then, you know, able to see that you weren't alone. Yes. And that he wanted to walk with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, through this, like there's no, like trying to be perfect and you do know, this on most, your own. Right. The most, the Bible says something about the most excellent way when it talks about love and love isn't what we think. Mm-hmm. Love is those messy, 
broken places. It says that he's close to the brokenhearted. And there is something about being like, I really need help. You know, admitting yes. it instantly brings his love and his presence. It never brings what we think it's going to bring. It never brings shame. It never brings you could do better. It all, no, no condemnation. It always brings his abiding, comforting presence. Yes. So, so with this was, so with, um, Jubilee, how Mm -hmm. is that different then? Did you have this, um, postpartum, um, you know, uh, ministry in place yet or that happened post Jubilee? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, I spent some, uh, so our girls are six years apart Yeah. and I, that was on purpose <laughs> Yeah. because I had such a rough time the first go around that I, and I found out that I had a chronic gut infection and some different things that, um, kind of happened after I had my first. And so I really just felt like, okay, I want to try and get myself to a healthy place so that the next time around, I don't torture my family, you know, because I <laughs> yes. really put, I really put Chris and Brielle through it Aww. by not, by not being myself, you know, yeah. I just wasn't yeah. my true self. And so, um, I worked on my health for a few years and then I went through nutritional therapy school, uh, because I really just had this heart. My husband, I, once I came out of it and could really see that season for what it was, yeah. That was when I really realized, okay, my struggles postpartum, they were definitely physical, hormonal, but there was definitely an emotional, uh, like renewing of the mind and knowing how to steward your emotions from a victorious yeah. place. And then the spiritual component that we were talking about, knowing how to connect with his love and his abundance. I think yeah. I could see in retrospect, oh, it's all of those things. Right. And I realized how much the enemy had kind of lied to me and shamed me and told me, you're just not a good mom. You just can't do this. Everybody else can do this but you. You know, mm-hmm. I spent way too much time in that um, toilet bowl going around and around. <laughs> and once I came out of it, I just was kind of like had this righteous anger of like, mm-hmm. I don't want anyone else to suffer that way. And my yeah. husband said just be the voice that you wish you would have had and I good, think that that's that, a good word of advice it was and you know I think that there were people along the way like yourself and several friends that were such an encouragement to me yeah. and so I think it was really um just something God was inviting me into of, okay, you know, be the voice that you wish you would have had. So I went to NTP school because I wanted to kind of up my training. And if I'm going to work with postpartum moms, I want to really offer them the best. And then, um, we, we decided to try and get pregnant with Jubilee. And that happened shortly after I graduated NTP school. Mm -hmm. And so I did not have the postpartum, um, like my postpartum method put together at that point. But interestingly enough, this is really wild because I didn't really see any of this coming the way (laughs) that it unfolded. Yeah. And I really didn't, I didn't really know, like a friend of mine who's a nurse said, did you know, you can kind of like do health coaching under your nursing license and 
you can do that virtually. And this was back wow. in 2000. This was back in 2019, like before wow. the pandemic. Yeah. So that was kind of what made me think, okay, maybe I'll do NTP school and kind of just play around with that. But I didn't really have a clear vision for what that was going to look like. And then um, the pandemic happened a month after I graduated from NTP school. <laughs> wow. I know. And it was wild. Um, and then there's a, a friend of mine who has a ministry and she was like, there's all these moms that are having to give birth in the hospital by themselves. Right. Like Stephanie, we have to team up and help them. And she'd had some difficult births with her first few. And then I think her fifth birth was uh, supernatural or pain-free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to kind of bring that element to like a, a course uh, right. for women. And then she asked me to teach some of the labor and delivery practicals and then a section on postpartum. Wow. And so, so I know perfect isn't it for you. So when I was writing yeah. the section of postpartum and like, yeah. what are all the things I wish I would have known and what would I teach someone? That's how the peace method came to be wow. and so we taught this um this course to a small group of women and then ended up filming it while I was seven months pregnant <laughs> with Jubilee I know <laughs> um and so uh yes and so that ended wow. up kind of coming about and then I all of a sudden I'm like okay I have this now I guess I'll test this out on myself <laughs> since I was about to give birth. Yeah. And um, so it was a completely different postpartum. Um, wow. And I think, I mean, it actually, a lot of it, it's kind of funny, her name. So Jubilee, um, a friend of mine, I told her the name and she said, oh, Jubilee, that's when everything that was lost or stolen is returned to its rightful owner. Right. And when she said that, I thought, that's what I want for my next postpartum. Yes. I want all the things that were lost and stolen. Yeah. Yeah. The peace and the joy that I yeah. feel like I was robbed of. I want right. that to be restored to me. Right. And so, um, yeah. So her wow. birth was beautiful. Again, very fast. I, <laughs> the midwife came um, 18 minutes before she was born. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. I actually was uh, fully dilated when she got here. <laughs> so of course you were. It happened really <laughs> fast. And oh. I just actually, uh, I don't know. I, it wasn't really painful until the last 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like there was pressure and I knew I was in labor, but I thought I, I thought I was in early labor because I was like, this oh. is not that intense. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, you and know. then all of a sudden it got intense at the end and it was uh -huh. like, Oh honey, call the people, call them down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what happens. Um, it does, no. doesn't it? I'm sure you have many stories like that. <laughs> well, of, of getting there, like, getting there in second. the nick of time <laughs> yes only a few of those but man it just you're sweating and also just my owner like that so mm -hmm. um I can relate to it. one of the things I was thinking about is the justice that comes up in you when you don't have things go the way you planned mm -hmm. if you can take that that you know that negative quote mm -hmm. unquote in your life and flip it yeah do something good with it that's where your passion is born 
it is it's true because I mean with my first baby we planned a we had planned a home birth and I was going to breastfeed my baby and I had you know it was just all these things and I ended up having premature labor from 28 weeks until mm. she was born at 38 weeks. I was on medication at home to keep myself from going into labor. Mm-hmm. I was I was 19 years old. Oh, um, so we, we didn't get our home birth. We had a hospital birth. The midwife was mad at me for having a hospital birth. I mean, it was just ridiculous in those days, but mm. um, she did not like that I was seeing the doctor when I was seeing her. I was young. I was kind of trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then I had horrible um yeast on my baby had thrush mm-hmm. and they were treating the baby but nobody told me that you would have it on your you nipples treat yourself. Yeah. yep so i was constantly bleeding and blistering and and it was horrible so yes. i breastfed for three weeks and then i think the doctor was like oh she's 19 she doesn't know what she's doing they gave me this 12 pack of formula at the hospital i had put it under my bed i wasn't gonna bottle feed but I was in so much pain. And so I used that bottle and my baby got uh, nipple confusion, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which yeah. made it worse. And then I didn't end up breastfeeding. So when I, by the time I had my second baby, I had like the Bible like written down about how my birth was going to go and what I was going to be doing. And I studied it and, and memorized mm-hmm. it and knew what to avoid. But I think that... And that was the season when I became a childbirth educator. When I knew that I wanted to be, I knew I wanted this to never happen to anyone else. Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't want young women to be treated badly because they were young. Because I was, you know, doing the best for my body and my baby. And I was married. (laughs) And I I don't think anybody thought I was going to stay married or maybe be a good mom. Who knows? But and I knew that I never wanted anybody to feel the utter um, failure of yeah. what it felt like to be, to just not have anything go the way you thought it was going to go. Right. And there were big failures, like my a home birthday, were like breastfeeding. They're huge failures. Yes. And with my second one, I was like, I'm having the birth I'm going to have. I'm having it natural. No one's going to touch me with anything. I'm going to breastfeed my baby. I breastfed him for 21 months. I had a natural birth. I mean, it, you know, it went differently. But I think that 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 justice in me that like this is never going to happen to another person. Mm-hmm. The way that it went down was just so traumatic for me mm-hmm. and so much failure. And I was like, I, I literally thought maybe my body doesn't work right. Mm-hmm. And that was a lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, I had maturity to gain still but but that same justice in you like this is not how I want it to ever be again and then when you had it different it was like wow like this is something that God has given you to share with the world and it's postpartum is one of the most neglected parts of childbearing isn't it even you know even with the you know I had postpartum doulas later on in who would come in and cook for me and did my laundry and take care of my kids, but they're expensive. And, um, but I, I feel like that what you're doing is so, so important and it's such a needed thing. And the fact that it's, um, online means that anybody can do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anybody can learn and, and hopefully have that advocacy they need and the self-confidence they need and 
the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to help them through, you know, that process. So you have been doing your peace um, method now for, would it be two it's years? It's been, yes. Two, well, actually, I started working with clients supporting with postpartum about two years ago. Okay. Um, but I really only put the program together and started coaching them through that method a year ago. And so I've seen just some great transformations. Um, One gal, it was my kind of like my story. She wanted a different postpartum the second time around. Yeah. And then a number of different women. I wasn't really sure in the beginning, you know, to focus on women while they're pregnant or do Mm -hmm. I focus with working with women when they're already postpartum. It's been interesting to kind of see, but a majority are women who've had a baby sometime in the last year, you know, and some find me earlier, like in the first (laughs) couple of weeks Yeah, and others, they need support, uh, six, seven, eight, nine months postpartum. And, um, a majority of this time has been working with them one-to-one. So they work through the curriculum on their own time. It's like recorded audio sessions that they can listen to like a podcast Um, And then we meet and do a one-on-one session virtually, um, and we talk what they're learning and how to apply it to their situation. So it really is that, that kind of like, you know, what you did as a midwife where you're just that, that interaction and um, loving care and nurturing, right? Um, Right. And then I, and then I message with them. Um, They can, you know, use like an email support type thing uh, I think and, this is and the we most... keep in touch yeah yeah it's brilliant honestly and I feel like it has to be heaven sent it just it sounds is. like it's just dropped <laughs> in your heart from heaven and yep. isn't God so kind to give us solutions for our lives here because we're not here by ourselves we you know um yeah I just think it's such a beautiful thing that you're doing and yeah. it's, it's so needed and so anybody can do your um how would they find you if they wanted to do this method or know more about it probably um they could find me either on my instagram at stephanie overstreet or on my website stephanieoverstreet.com and it's s-c-e-f-a-n-i-e and then overstreet yeah o-v-e-r-s-t-r-e-e-t yes um com that's great and I think I'm going to follow you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Um, What's fun is I've been doing this one-to-one work now for a while. um, And, you know, we worked together for four months. And so it's, it's a really neat journey, but um, I guess your listeners will be one of the first to know, but I'm going to be starting to do um, the method in like small groups uh, over the course of about eight weeks. So there will be two options very soon here, which is nice because, you know, we have different budgets, we have different time capacity, we have different needs, you know, and so um, I've got a group that I'm running right now in the town that we used to live in together, and it's been really these gals are just really loving it. So it is heaven sent. I they're telling me. Stephanie, thank you so much for putting this together. And I just feel like this was the Lord. Like this was his idea, you know, Um, and who knew that it would come from 
the I think my first postpartum was the hardest thing I've ever had to walk through and I just think it's so wild how he can take those yeah really difficult things in our life and create so much beauty out of them when we're willing to just surrender to him you know yeah that's so good um when you were talking about how you had your kind of pain-free um supernatural quote unquote I think all birth (laughs) is supernatural because it's just I almost said that earlier (laughs) yeah I mean all birth is supernatural but um I actually taught just fun fact um, I actually taught a supernatural birthing class for the old order Amish. <gasps> that is so cool. That was the funnest <laughs> thing I've ever, I got, I went to their house and they came to the house, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and it was the funnest class. And one of the, many of the women had, um, beautiful births to follow, but one of the moms told me that it has changed forever the way that she sees childbirth. Yes. And I just thought it wasn't that I was saying that all supernatural birth has to be painless. But what right. I was saying is that it could be joyous. Exactly. And I I think that sometimes when we say that it has to be painless or postpartum has to be perfect, it's an expectation that if you don't meet it, then you then you failed. And you feel disappointed. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't have to be like that. But I do believe that God designed us to have um, joy and peace in our lives. No it's matter the what. Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. And he'll get us through even those hard times with joy, mm-hmm. with peace, with confidence, because he is guiding and leading us. So I think like that might be the one thing I wish people would know please don't think that you don't have a God-fearing, Holy Spirit-filled birth because it didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. 100%. (laughs) I mean, I, yes. And that is one of the biggest things um, when I was putting that course together with my friend, that's, we taught, we called it victorious birth. Yes. Because it was about um, birthing in the victory and the joy and the peace of his presence, no matter what happens. Right. We can be grounded in his presence no matter right. how it goes. And I think right. that really did translate over to um, the teaching that I brought into postpartum. It was the same thing. If we focus on a circumstance right. or things going according to plan, we will be disappointed. But yeah. when our hope and our peace and our joy are in a person, right. when they're in that pres- the presence and connecting with him as a person, yeah. we can't be disappointed because he's our anchor and we can actually access those things right like you said even when it's hard even when it's yeah. you know up in the air yeah so well yeah. this has been probably one of my favorite <laughs> conversations yet and this is why we used to sit together in a cafe I know. talk for hours yes <laughs> <laughs> because we are so uh, much on that same plate in that same um you know page when it comes to I mean, so many things, but when it comes to Holy Spirit and, and sovereignty and surrendering and, and just that beautiful joy that we can have as mothers in Mm -hmm. childbirth and we are growing, we're still learning, we're still maturing and, um, and we, we have something to give someone else when they are starting and hopefully we can offer them encouraging words that, Hey, you know what? It can be hard, but you'll get through it. And I promise you, God will meet you where you're at. 
and yes. I promise you he'll lead you to the other side and I yes. promise you you'll feel me and that you've you've had victory because he's not giving us hard things to make us stumble but to um, open our eyes to his faithfulness yeah so and his love mm-hmm. so this has been an amazing conversation <laughs> and I wish you were closer because I would give you a hug I know, I know. I'm still dreaming of coming out there to visit you someday. I know I will once, oh. once it's a little bit easier to leave my kiddos at home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say if you guys ever travel this direction, you always have a place to stay. We oh. have a big house. We'd love to have you. And and um, yeah, I just think that you're just such a an amazing, amazing mom, an amazing wife. And I just bless you in the name of Jesus just to continue this ministry, to continue the ministry of of motherhood, the ministry of being a wife, the ministry of being a friend and a daughter and a sister, but also just this ministry of this um, program that you've put together. So look up, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is Corey. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you liked what you heard, consider giving me a follow. Have a wonderful day. See you next time.